I actually realized that that Welcome to another episode of After Bedtime with Steven and Kelsey. I realized that the lens that's on that camera has such a shallow depth of field that I can't lean forward or it throws you out of focus. So I have to stay in like the same plane that you... Oh, are you wanting me to start leaning forward? No, no, this is good. I just, I was just bringing that up. Are you excited to record this episode tonight? Yeah. That didn't seem very excited. Do it again. Yeah. There you go. What are we going to talk about? Well, we can talk about my one topic. No, we can't talk about that. I've already decided. I've ruled it out. <laughs> You're going to make yourself look really mean. People think I'm mean? Shocker. That's a first. What are we going to talk about? I tried to start this conversation and you just turned me down. So no, I'm not going to turn you down. I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, was, you really, though, launched into the podcast tonight. Yeah. You just, boom. Let's, let's get it done. Is it because you're hoping I'll go get you ice cream after this? No, I ate a Rice Krispie treat. I'm fine. I don't know. Rice Krispie treat is not a boot daddy. It's not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, Shit, maybe, maybe I'll go get some. I kind of want an Oreo concrete. I've taken a deep dive into Oreos inside con- concrete. I've taken a greatest. D- taken a very deep. Ever. I've taken a taken a year of research into what makes the ideal concrete ingredients. And mine concrete that I get all the time is ideal. I've tried like twelve or fifteen different toppings. And the problem with a lot of them is if they don't survive the blending no, process. They don't. They kind of just mesh into yeah. the whole thing. Cookie dough does, but the one problem I find with cookie dough is they it doesn't disperse very well. No. You get like a lot in a particular area. And then there's none. And then there's none else. everywhere else. But the best the best topping to go in any concrete is Oreo. That's what I, that's where I've my all my research has brought me to that conclusion. The best, it's like because it's like big enough. enough. Yeah, and it's big enough. Like I don't, I know they don't throw like a whole Oreo in there, but it's like thick enough and durable enough that like you still get that like blended in. Yeah. To it, it's durable enough that it survives the blending process. But then, but like it's randomly so... throughout the ice cream, you get like a chunk, and you're like, Ugh. yeah. And it's not so it's not so hard or it's not so homogenous that it doesn't disperse when they blend it. Yeah. It's this is actually a really interesting fact. So I do like how you're like, no, let me hear your topic. And then you did like your own topic anyway. I feel really bad about myself now. <laughs> um Okay, so we'll circle back to your topic. Let we'll circle back to that. Have you seen those TikToks where people no. make fun of like the you corporate keep millennials? Me, you keep your TikTok, TikTok is no, not our, my TikTok. Our TikToks are separate because I have never seen any of the ones you bring up. Any time. my brain's going like a million different directions, but I've got it. Okay, so one of the quality managers that I worked with at my last job, her former employer was the people who would get shipped in Oreos that they would then crush. 
to be repackaged to be sold to like as a topping. Can you imagine that? You just get like a whole. Like you're the company that just smashes you have like Oreos. yeah, like you have a production line just dedicated to like destroying Oreos that were that all this work went into to make, and then you just crumble them up and resell them again. That always like kind of like it was like ah. Oh. They're taking perfectly good I know, but you know how like some places that they're like, oh, this isn't of quality for us to resell. So they like damage it out. But I mean, like sometimes people will just like take. Yeah, but Americans eat a lot of ice cream. I doubt there's enough rejection. No, but that's what I'm saying. How there's probably no rejection at that plant at all. No, they're like, like, give it it all to us. We're just going to break it. Well, I mean, like, because you're literally just smashing it up so like there's literally no damage yeah i, I mean like people make they, money crushing oreos yeah hey what uh, do you do for a living i crush oreos I, my company crushes oreos well, and really we sell for, it for a, a living profit. i do crush oreos <laughs> <laughs> your whole family can crush oreos. yeah the grave side of the family like if you guys had to fill obsessed. out a resume that would probably be on your resume no. Can we, eat can eat we several do fill sleeves. Out resumes and don't can, put that on there. Can eat several sleeves of Oreos in a given sitting. I could crush a whole thing. Like I have There's just something about baked it's goods. The it's the best. That is addictive. There's just something about cookies and baked things and sugar and all the wonderful things that are in them that just I know, but I can like there's like certain stuff that I can, I, it can be in the house and I'm not like eating it every single day. I can't handle Oreos and I can't handle chocolate chip cookies, but like soft ones. No, but see, not like the hard here's chips the thing. Ahoy ones. But here's the thing. But here's the <laughs> here's thing. Here's the thing. Like you rub it off on me. Here's the thing. You can't handle it. Okay. If it's in your house and you eat half of the package that has like 30 servings, you can't handle it. You That's not moderation. What that's are you trying to say? That I have 30 servings of things that are in our house? No, I'm saying like if there was a pack of Oreos in there. I'm saying that those are my, that's my kryptonite. I can't handle if, it, I cannot handle if Oreos are in our house or chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, that's bad. It's a bad matrix. But like other things, like like you would not if we brought home a one of those circle pastry rings. I'd eat all of it from Panera. If, put, it'd if be anybody gone. puts anything in our house that is baked, that is a sweet baked thing, it's just it's like it's like what people some people experience with peanut butter, where they just like eat half a jar of peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Yeah, too. that's the like I can't even allow myself to get started. Yeah, because it and the thing and the dangerous thing like. Okay, so baked goods are obviously very dangerous, but the dangerous thing about peanut butter in particular is it's so calorie dense. So you can literally eat like a thousand calories in like a cup of it. Yeah. It's like so deceptive. It's like people who are like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna have a snack. I'm gonna have some celery with my peanut butter. And like every scoop of the celery is like- yeah. 200 calories. Well, or the people that are calories. like, oh, oh, I just have a spoonful <laughs> of peanut butter. Have you seen the spoonfuls? Yeah. Like, they're huge. I, I mean, I do it. I'll, I'll eat um, apples and peanut butter, and I do it all the time. I've had to, like, 
Yeah, I don't limit myself. Like I scoop out the amount of peanut butter that I'm going to eat. That's one of those foods. Like if you're not measuring it, you really are just kind of like rolling the dice. Yeah. You're just. (laughs) Who fucking cares? Yeah, and don't don't put baked goods in your house. About TikTok, I really really like TikTok. Do you like TikTok? I do, but I don't watch it as much as like everyone else does. <laughs> Full of shit. I bet if you pick up that phone right now, go ahead, and you go to your screen time. Go ahead. I bet TikTok's is in your top. Okay, go ahead. You you share what you like okay, about TikTok. You go. I like TikTok. I like going on there occasionally. For whenever I'm like, can't find anything else to do. But I do not watch oh, it. Oh, actually, I take that back. I take this back. It's not going to be TikTok. <laughs> it's okay, gonna you be... don't have to sh- throw out my... my... <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be your game. Oh, wow. No, it's Instagram. Instagram is your most used. Oh, no, that was today. Let's see on the weekly basis. Instagram and Homescapes, which yeah. is your game. So you're on Instagram a lot. Well, it's the it's the watching the stories of all the the people that I. You're follow. not on TikTok that much. Nineteen minutes. I told you for a week. I told Eight you hours though for Instagram. Um, that's actually very surprising. But I okay, so I really I really like. So let's show everyone how much you're on TikTok. I, for the my, week. my phone is being used to record the be- the the backup footage. No, it's not convenient. <laughs> Um, I, I think I can pull it up on here. This is kind of an interesting segment. What's your, what's your most used thing? Is it going to stop stuff? No, it's not stopping stuff. It's just opening a different application. This is all devices. Google Chrome is my top use. Oh, that's for today. How do I look at a week? That's probably because of like YouTube. Oh, this week. Uh, Chrome, Google Chrome is my top one. Then YouTube. Notability, uh, Premiere Pro, Slack. Wow, but that's because work. Yeah. So I mean, I I mean, I'm pretty productive. <laughs> Google Chrome, you could be doing anything. Google Chrome is also because of work because I have it up all the time and I do things in it. Like I upload videos and then it just sits there open. That's why it's at the top. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, okay. So I really like Instagram too. That's probably if I had to say like that's my favorite social media platform. That is definitely. It. I know, but one of my issues is, is I'm not actually like on on Instagram. There's a lot of times where I'll just let the stories go to where I'm listening to them and doing whatever I'm doing. Mm. So I'm not really like scrolling. Well, here's why Instagram. those. Here's why TikTok really has my attention a lot because all the other social media platforms are all based on like a social network. It's all based yeah. on like who you like and who you're friends with. The thing I like about TikTok is it's all it's it's more like YouTube in the sense that it's completely geared towards trying to serve content to you that you like and engage yeah. with. And it's a lot of it's kind of focused around entertainment. So it's yeah. like it's very like you the the for you feed is very like personalized to your sense of humor or what interests you. Yeah. Uh, and I like that. I agree with you. And what's kind of funny is that one of your topics of like overrated and underrated thing, I was going to jokingly... You're giving away my topics. Sorry. I was going to jokingly say that social is when, media is overrated. This is when you're supposed to say segue. 
Segway. Or what, what What did other people say? How do other people... There's like transitions, right? You're supposed to like transition into the next topic. Very I, ca- I think I kind of did. Very sly. <laughs> My nose is bothering me. And then you blurted everybody that, who you did to get me from the topic? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. I, know. I did a very smooth segue into your next topic. Um, I was going to jokingly, but kind of seriously, say that um, social media is kind of overrated. You, okay, hold on. No, let, let's. Me okay, no, hold on. Before you, before you, before you. Then stop asking me my opinion on topics. You're trying to run this show, and I'm the showrunner. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Let's talk about the things that we think are the most overrated. Kelsey, take it away. Why do you have to say it like that? I you don't. Why does that like that makes you don't, no sense? You don't. I you don't. There's a lot of dead air right now, <laughs> so people who are watching are perfectly okay with this. But people anyways, who are listening. so I what I was gonna say is that really my real thing that I was gonna say is overrated is being an adult. I think being an adult is overrated. You're so I kind of like your other one though, because being an adult, if that feels a little memed out, what? I'm allowed to choose whatever <laughs> I think is overrated <laughs> yeah, I know. or underrated. I know you are, but that was like my real one. But I do think social media is slightly overrated. Why do you think being an adult's overrated though? It's really just because. Why? Because you have to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 doing because stuff you have to suck. like you have to do stuff you have to like take care of a household you have to you make have phone to, calls like, to roll over oh your my gosh, 401k yes you have to talk to people and like just stuff like that like it's just when you're a kid nobody yeah. ever talks about that stuff and you just think that being an adult is the greatest thing ever because no one tells you what to do i can and get on that you wave become an adult and you're like it's so it's to me it's such a double-edged sword because I totally agree and the thing that I don't like the most about adult, the adult world is like the consequences are so real. Yeah. Like there's no playing around. Uh but the the thing that I And I don't like how like nobody really me. like preps you for that. They kind well, they're of supposed to. That's what I'm saying. I don't like how I think you need to have a conversation with your mom and dad. <laughs> don't because you're my call- mom listens to you're, these. You're calling them out right now. You're like, I was gonna- not prepared. No, for No, I'm just life. saying that there's certain things that I don't feel like I was properly prepared for, and now and then it's just like you're a certain age and it's like, have fun, and you're like, yeah, but. I don't feel that way though. Like I feel like it was a very okay. But you've been like thirty since you were like fourteen, so not all of us are like that. I am turning thirty, and then like mentally, I'm I'm a young soul. I'm a a young. I'm a young soul. I've got my whole life ahead of me. Okay, everyone who's listening right now is laughing. But anyway, so the what I was gonna say is that social media, I think, is a bit. Uh, overrated. Yeah, but I need to share why I think that the adult thing cuts the other way. Because when you're not an adult, you're so much like at the mercy of adults. And that sucks. It sucks to be kind of like powerless. 
I don't feel like I was powerless. <laughs> Kelsey was just like, <laughs> I wonder if Kelsey liked being a kid because she did not listen to what anyone said. That's not and true. I, no, I was I'm a just good kid. You're, you were a great kid. I was. You were hall. Decent. You were a hall of famer. No. All time. No, I wasn't. Are you gonna? I'm done. <laughs> that was it. I have concluded my TED talk. I mean, no, being an adult has its perks. It's great sometimes. It's just sometimes I'm just like, this sucks. Yeah, it's definitely nothing you need to rush into. No. But why is social media overrated? I think it's overrated because. Says the we need to have a PowerPoint. On. We need to have Says a PowerPoint. Says the chick who's on Instagram all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's overrated just because, like, it's become everyone's everything. Now, now you realize when you start this conversation, you are totally going to sound old. <laughs> that is what it is. Um, I just, no, the part that I think is sad is that it's become everyone's everything. And the fact that we like post about everything and we have to show pictures and we have to do that. And it's just... It's just become a huge part in people's lives. And I, I do, I love, don't get me wrong. I love the business side of it. I think that's amazing that people are like hustling and making a business out of it. I also like that it lets me keep in touch with people that I probably wouldn't. Yeah. In just life. But I feel like. In touch with. I feel like too, though, you would, you would also though agree like with what, like what Gary Vaynerchuk says is like social like it's not social media like what you don't like is not social media what you don't like is people and the way they act like, yes okay, social so media then the is people just, on social media are over it yeah well it's just from the sense of like it's just the fact that i'm like these people genuinely like when like really my main issue is is twitter but i'm not on twitter so i just like i can't really like down it because i'm not on it but my th- whole thought is that People are writing these like little blurbs or these like little bit of things and thinking people are going to love this. Well, maybe they're not. Well, maybe some people are thinking that, but also like also though, like there is something to be said about sharing your thoughts and ideas for the sake of sharing them. Like you've, you have that democratized ability to like, you know, it's not just Walter Cronkite that gets to air his opinions on the, the latest culture of events. Like now everybody can air their, like, and I know like there's, know, there are the people that's. the thing is, is that there's people out there that genuinely think that everyone cares about their opinion. Correct. But that's or not that new. I care about what you had to eat today. Yes. But that's not a new thing. Like that is just an, another, another, like to me, it's like I very much, I very much like skew towards Gar- a Gary V optimism about social media in the terms of like social media didn't ruin us. We were we have taken social media and ruined it through our own. I'm not saying that social media has ruined us. I think 100 percent people have ruined themselves. I'm saying what I don't like about it is the fact that people have literally made it that they have to post these things for their 
followers well, or they yeah, have if, to or, or it becomes a number or it's like another way for people to be insecure it's another way for yes. trolls to attack other people like or there, people to mom shame like it's just it's just nasty some parts of it i i i certainly would agree that there are definitely negatives but i think that in my opinion i think those are largely outweighed by now, by me saying that, I think it's slightly overrated doesn't mean that I'm, like, wanting it to go away. No, I'm not saying that. I, I, I totally see what you're saying. You're, I totally see maybe it's made out to be more than what people believe it to be. Well, and I also just don't like how people are like, oh, my gosh, this I follow this one influencer and her life's just amazing. And it's like, you see 15 seconds of her life yeah. every single day. Yeah. You don't know what kind of hot mess but she I, is when I, the camera's not in front of her face. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I translate what you're saying. I, I'm translating into what you're saying is like Stephen's worldview of like people are <laughs> overrated. <laughs> then that's it. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. I saw it keeps coming up. I feel like when it comes to social media, I, I pull from both those directions. Also, like I do. I totally see what you're saying. Like it. And and there are like ton there are people that sit in both camps and like argue for both positions. And I think the hard thing the hard I think the hard thing in the world is that like the fact is both those things are true. Right? It's like both that's the difficult thing. It's like, yes, social media corrupts people, it turns people bad, it has it can be used for negative, very negative, harmful things, and it can do very negative, harmful things to other people. That is a very true, uh, that is a truth. But then on the exact flip side, it's like Twitter helped people in the Middle East in 2011 organize and overthrow dictators. Of, no, of con- I didn't know that. Well, no, I, no I'm, I'm just saying like, what I, I'm, di- what I, I'm putting that out there because that's a very extreme use case. But it's like, that is also, it's like, the positives and the negatives are very true and they're true at the exact same time. And it's and to me, that's like the hard thing is like, do you err on the side of caution and protect against the downside, but then you're basically limiting the upside of it, right? It's yeah. like, what's that's such a hard, and that's I, like, I don't for bigger minds it. than mine. It's just to, my own cynical thinking of that. It's just... Because there's sometimes, especially, like, I've almost gotten to the point of where I don't like being on Facebook. I don't like it anymore. You know what, Because though? it seems like that's where majority of the people go to complain. <laughs> yeah, people use social media as a way to complain. But that's, to me, that, but that is such a reflection of every, that is so much a reflection of, like, the average person's psyche and the way they process the world and the way they think about things is, like, that's what consumes them. What's the next thing I can get spun up about? What's the next thing I can bitch about that's been done to me or done to somebody? Like, and that's like today when I was t- like, I wish there was more platforms that like, for example, with everything that's going on in the world, for all like the, the publicity that we give to like the drama around the election, for example, that's just one example. But like for all the, for all the, the promotion and airtime we give to stories that do nothing but drive fear and anxiety and anger. Why can't there be somebody who's telling the drama of developing the vaccine? 
Like, what a dramatic story with such, like, thrilling Well, I think stuff. that's where and a like, lot of people talk about how, like, journalism and some, like, media is flawed because, like... I don't think it's flawed. I think they know what they're doing. I think they know that it's much easier to get people to pay attention when you're fear-mongering. It's, very, it's much easier to tell stories that drive fear and anxiety in people than it is to tell stories that inspire and provide hope and tell messages that are good. Yeah. Compelling, that get people to want to engage. But I think, but that's what I'm saying is that a lot of people are upset with that whole world now because of that. And I, and I think. Instead of just going and being, doing your best to be the best journalist. They're like, oh, what's the next thing that I can? What's the next flashy thing? Yeah, because you're that trying because because new the news the media is like at odds, right? Like they 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 want to tell they want to tell stories and inform the world, but at the same time, they're very they have very real financial obligations to engage people and to get clicks and to get views and to I get know, minutes but like, to get ratings because they're they're a business too. They have to make money and they have to be able to sell ads to their advertisers. And like, it's just like, that's where it's like, those. I know, but that, that, that statement right there that you just said is why people go corrupt and do corrupt things. Not corrupt things. They just, it's like, they're trying no, to. No, you just said that they need money too. But so they're not, not, they're not doing their job. It's not corruption though. It's just the nature of the, it's the, it's the nature. It's like, you can just. There can't be a media organization that subsists without advertisers. It's just not doable. They're like, how are they going to make money? You know, and so it's like, but so you have these competing demands and inevitably, inevitably things always are going to skew towards what provide, what pays for people's salary and what Krasinski started some good news and them on Instagram are pretty dang hot right now. What? Okay, so back to the social media thing, though. Gary V said something. Like, I thought the whole thing was just supposed to be like what we thought was overrated and underrated type thing. Yeah, I love it. But you literally just attacked my underrated thought process. Or your overrated thought process. Yes. Um, I'm not attacking it, but it's just making me think a lot about it. And now I have thoughts that I want to share. Okay. But I, I think you're totally... I think you're totally valid and totally right that social media is not all it's cracked up to be. It's not going to make you wealthy in a day. It's not going to make you feel, it's not going to correct all the insecurities you have just by amassing a bunch of digital virtual followers. Yeah, and I would like to point out that those people who are making it into a business and are making, they're hustling. Like they're doing hard work. Like they're actually legit doing work. Like people just think that they're like, Sitting there taking, you know, pretty pictures all day and that they're making money off of that. No, yes, they, but there's also a very and, dark side to that as well. Like there's a dark, like the people that. Or at least the people I follow. The dark, the dark reality of that is like the people who rent cars and super nice houses and then take lots of videos and pictures and pretend that like they have somehow figured out how to make lots of money through social media. And so take buy my course or sign up for my mastermind group or join my MLM company. No, I agree. Like I that don't follow to me is like, like that. I'm not saying you do. I just like, to me, like that goes back to that whole like duality of the thing. It's like, 
back and forth. It's like they're good and they're, there's it can be leveraged really awesome to build really great businesses and do awesome things. And then other people can take it and leverage it and do really bad things. But Gary, okay, so Gary Vee said this thing and it made me like finally like put the whole thing in perspective because he like made me think back to like when I was a kid and like when my parents, like when we would go places, mm-hmm. my parents would always, okay, let's say we're going to church. You couldn't just go to church in your sweats. You had to like put on nice clothes and like you couldn't yell and argue at each other in church, right? So it's like, as in like in terms of human speak and human behavior, human action, we've always constantly been PRing and censoring and yeah, and presenting ourselves in a light to us to receive to receive acceptance and praise, and that is not new. Like that, that's always been part of the human reality or the mm-hmm. like the social construct. But because now it's being manifest digitally, all of a sudden we're all like, right? But it, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like funny because like it's not that that was happening before there was a digital manifestation. It was just a real physical manifestation of like you are literally arguing and yelling with your spouse in the car before you get out to go to a dinner party. But the minute you get out of the car, it's like, oh, everything's great. We're all good. No, no. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing as since that's the same, that is the exact same thing as only posting your prettiest pictures on Instagram, right? Like like that. No, I agree. They're equivocal. And that's not to say that, that's not to dis, that's not to disregard it being overrated. It's just it, when he no, said that. Really what I'm saying is just that small portion of what I just talked about is what's overrated. Is the fact that people get to the point of where they're like, I have to post this your or it's about, it's about, yes, it, you're, you're making your confidence and your ego wrapped up in your social media. That's overrated. That is overrated. I would totally agree. Do you know who inspired our overrated, underrated topic? Gary V. Gary V. He's got a series for that now. I know. <laughs> I've been watching it for like the past couple of days and you comment on the fact that I'm watching it. I know you're a convert after four, five, six years, now you're finally a convert. It's just, I would catch snip, like snippets of him when I'd walk out into the gym and he just was harsh sounding. I'm like, dude, that, that dude's aggressive. Like, take it down a couple notches. But then, like, I don't know if, like, I people joke that, like, your phone hears things and then it promotes which, what it's heard. And so, all of a sudden, Gary Vee stuff just started popping up on my social media stuff. And then I just started watching. And the next thing you know, I'm totally Gary Vee fan now. Yeah, Gary Vee fan club. Do you know what I think's overrated? What? Okay, so this one is this one is a big one, and I have to say that I'm going to say this, and then I'm get, you're going to immediately point out, and I will readily admit that I am a hypocrite in saying this, but I am navigating the world as it is today. Okay, so what I think is overrated is formality. I think having- Why would I jump on your case about that? Because No, you wouldn't jump on my case. I'm just, I'm just saying that I think 
that it's overrated the amount of formality we put around lots of things in our lives. Like I just talked about, like the formality of dressing up to go to church, the formality of like speaking at work different than you would speak at your house. Yeah. The formality of the way you write an email to a customer versus the way you would write an email to a friend. I feel like a lot of that stuff is such an unfortunate waste of energy and time. Like I feel like if we really got down to brass tacks, we're all fairly the same. And we all have Mm -hmm. very relatable experiences I feel like we but just that's not quote unquote professional. Yes, exactly. It's like we build these layers of like all these layers in different contexts and boxes. And I think a lot of that is done to help a few people have the ability to like critique and have opinions on things. Like that, the, I feel like a lot of those formalities and constructs exist so that the people who determine what is appropriate and not appropriate have a role. Mm-hmm. And their role is to determine what's appropriate. Like, I, I don't know. That's just, sometimes I, and so I feel like, man, we're just, we waste so much time with like this stuff and we worry so much about it. I think we may, we may get to better places. We may have more meaningful interactions and conversations and our lives may be more fulfilling if we just got rid of some of that. Cause some of it just seems arbitrary. And I think like you see that happening a little bit in the business world. It's like, well, I think people just become, when you allow somebody to be more themselves, they're more, they're more comfortable. Like nobody's in, truly comfortable in a work environment. No. And no one, and I don't necessarily know. I guess I kind of understand like where that came from, but I think it's, not necessarily been all that productive and well and i also think that it just makes people really get to the point of where a majority of their life they're not comfortable in their own skin i feel like the the most harmful thing as it does is it almost allows people to act in ways that they would not otherwise act if they weren't able to put this layer of i'm in business mode so i can speak this way and treat people this way but if I was like at the ballpark with this person, I would never treat them that way. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like that's one of the most harmful. Like, they can be har- harsher, harsher or more, more direct, aggressive. more aggressive, more abrasive. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're dealing with like things that are more like customer client or client business, like where there's like a where there's like a, a superior inferior t- type of relationship. Like if you're talking like boss to subordinate yeah. or you're talking like, a, cus- like cu- a customer speaking with someone that they pay for their service or their product. It's yeah. like, it puts this, this formality and these rules that we've constructed for these interactions allow us to do things that in our personal, in a person more personal setting, we would deem kind of unacceptable and not appropriate. But because it exists in this other world of formality, it's like part of the rules of engagement. It's like what we've agreed on is like, and I don't know, it just doesn't seem helpful. So that's my overrated. What's your underrated? I have a few things. Oh, wow. Let me get the list. Um, you want to check them off here? No, stop. Um, 
Mr. Goodsense's way they slice their meat. Is underrated? Is underrated. Good sense is overrated. <laughs> no. We had this not. conversation on a on a on a work call where they were like asking what the fa- what their favorite like sandwich or maybe what their favorite food was or something. No, Someone said good the, sense, and I was like, that, I didn't say it, but I was like, I wanted to be like that is so. The way they slice their deli meat is the soft, like softest. I've got ever. two words for you: Quiznos subs. Quiznos subs are like I'm just gonna drop the, the mic, the and top, walk away. especially their toasted ones, the top. But I'm saying if you can mix that in with the way Good Sense slices their deli meat, whoo, game over. In my eyes, at least. Next and then one. Next the one. other one, uh, Chick Fil A's customer service and the way they run. You think that's underrated? I think it's underrated. Have you been to a fast food restaurant that ever treated you the way that Chick-fil-A treats you? No, I mean, I, but I guess what I'm, I'm thinking that like it's appropriately rated. Like I feel like people give it a nod appropriate. Like, cause everyone's, the joke is always like, if no, Chick-fil-A was running like, the, if Chick-fil-A what was, what was the big one that happened recently? Like we should let Chick-fil-A run it was the counting the ballots. Yes, if, if we, yeah, exactly. It was like if we let Chick Fil A yeah, run, we'd the already election. know the president yeah. right now. Yeah, like, like they, they, to me, they're kind of like they have them placed. I'm up saying there in like, terms of like gold. just businesses don't understand that. I would say I would probably agree with the fact that you're the pro- way, at least the way Joplin's Chick Fil A is ran is underrated. Shout out. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. I think I would agree with you, Mr. Starkweather. I would agree with you underrated. that people on people underrate how much effort, yeah, probably goes into that. How to like, like I'm not just saying like the them being all nice and cheery all the time. I'm saying that whole operation is underrated. People don't realize how hard it is to maneuver that. And I should say situation. that like my the my sample size for evaluating this is pretty small because I haven't been to like a ton of Chick Fil A's, but even the Chick Fil A I went to in um, where was I? I think I, I think it was in Chicago. I went to a Chick Fil A. Yeah, it was when we went to Chicago with Landon Shelby, and I went to a Chick Fil A that was downtown during lunch, on break from my class, and that place was so busy. It's like the line was out the door. And despite that, and despite the chaos that was happening at the register, like the general disposition, like I'm not saying like every worker there was like, I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so like, I'm not, but like the general disposition of the people was very like professional and like, okay, we are focused on getting these orders out and we are trying to do it in the most organized and efficient manner amongst all this chaos. So like, I, so from that from that standpoint, I guess what I'm saying is like from everything I've seen, it it shows me that there's a lot of back end work that goes into trying to want. First of all, like I feel like it's a miracle that they can select people who obviously are not gonna give them a negative. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. You know, because like you 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 see places like Walmart and McDonald's, you people that are like hiring tons of people at scale. 
and they just have these pretty like general reputations of not that great customer service, at least mm-hmm. not anymore. And some of that is like you think, well, okay, well, when you're at that scale, it's just difficult to hire that many good employees. But then you look at like these, the, like a company like Chick Fil A, who's, I mean, they're like the third. I think they're the third or second largest in the in the fast food business. They may be number one now, and they just seem to be able to hire lots of really high quality employees. Yeah, and that must take a lot of vetting. Like it must take a lot of and a lot of people with good instincts. Not every single time I go have gone have I seen the most bubbliest person in the world. Like I do. Yeah, but but you see, but every single person there has always been kind to me. Has always acted like I'm not a burden. No one's being disrespectful. No one's like yelling at you or throwing a drink. Like you don't see. Or if they mess up an order, they literally like give you like five other things to like yeah you don't <laughs> which is very rare that they even mess you up don't see order. you don't see chick-fil-a employees going viral no like you know what i mean like you don't see videos well of, no i have a couple times here here or there where for, so, somebody somebody had a flat tire and the dude in the rain was changing their tire oh, yeah, but, but it was not, because that dude not, not because, for negative reasons though no 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 no, no. that's what i mean it's like you don't see them good. going viral because like local Chick-fil-A employee punches or, yeah. you, you know, you don't see that stuff happening. And I I guess people could probably argue for, there's a lot of reasons that like, maybe it's the demographics or the social demography, like of where Chick-fil-A's are and the kinds of people who go uh, to, well, like, I mean, I you know what I mean? Like, I, I think people probably could say like, there's, there could be other reasons for that. I don't necessarily think that, but I just, I, I'm saying how, their customer service and how they're just ran in general is underrated. I think more businesses need to pay more attention to that. And it shows you that like how well you treat your employees, how hard they're going to work for you. And yes, we are trying to get sponsored by Chick-fil-A. Stop it. I'm just saying coming from somebody who worked within it for uh, like a semi fast food setting, that that operation that they have is insane. That's hard. That is a hard situation to get work. I had a great customer service experience today when I called uh, when I called about the 401k thing. The guy, the first guy that before I got disconnected, but the first guy that I answered the phone was like he because I was asking him a question. He was like, "Sir," he was like, "Sir, I've worked I've worked for I've worked here for 14 years, and I've never seen us." turn away a check that was for more money than we expected. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It made me laugh so hard. Just like that. See, like that's the kind of, that's the kind of like, those conversations don't need to be so scripted and formal. Like that's the kind, that's the kind of interaction that should be happening both in. Yeah. Like in quote unquote business. That that person could have been annoyed that you had even called. They'd be like, that's the stupidest question you've ever asked. Like, you know, like they wouldn't actually say that, but they could be like, really? Yes, totally. Like, I, and the fact that. And it could have been just a very, and it it could have been like, he could have put on his very like business demeanor and been like, no, sir, it will be fine. And thank you very much. Like, he could have, but like the fact that he put his personality into it and it kind of relaxed the situation even more. Yeah, I mean, anytime that somebody puts in their good-natured, like, even when the, there was one time that I was taking Kyler in for an ultrasound of his kidney, and he was real little, and this guy obviously could tell that I'm 
I'm obviously not a brand new mom, but I'm a newer mom. And he was like, I just want to let you know. I love making podcasts with you because I always feel like you're talking to a third person. Shut up. <laughs> um, he's like, I just want to let you know that I I have found out later in life that I have one kidney. And he was like, and I am totally fine. I lived, <laughs> I lived a totally normal life. What if you had been like, and I've never recovered from it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I think he was trying to put a mom at ease. Oh, yeah, the fact that. That, that is such a good He lived thing. a whole Personable. entire life not knowing that he only had one. And he's totally fine. That also makes me think of uh, in the book about like, because like Zappos is real famous for having like epic customer service. Mm-hmm. And in the book, in one in the book that's like about the that Zappos, the company, there's a story in there about like one of the customer service reps like called a call. And they like Zappos empowered the customer service people to have like discretionary to spend money on things that would that would make the customers like better and happier and like oh, delight really? them yeah and there's a story in there of like one of the i can't remember the context but basically one of the customer service reps ordered a pizza and had it delivered to the customer who like called in and i oh, that's, that's like, so uh, nice and how because far- like you know how devastating it is to get that. You're so excited about the item. You open it up and it's not right. I can't remember fit. why it was. Like it's devastating. Or it like makes me think, things just like to that. hear that somebody actually took the time to make that person's day even better is amazing to me. On a sad note, the guy who founded Zappos, he recently died in a, why? In a house fire. Why do you have to throw that in? I'm not it? trying to make it sad. It's just, you know. That is sad. Rest in peace. And that is, it is sad, but I'm not trying to make it sad, but it's just, I think it's worth mentioning. He built a pretty cool company. and Yeah, it's amazing. That I mean, that makes me more, I don't really shop on Zappos. So, I mean, it makes me more of wanting to. Yes, we are people who discuss the finer points of customer service. <laughs> what is We're kind of nerdy. You know what? That company had really great customer service. <laughs> How's that nerdy? I have worked in in jobs that are customer service my whole entire life. Customer service is everything. Did you did you have any did you have any other underrated on your list? Pretty sure I did, but I don't remember now. <laughs> you I was making my list while I was taking a shower. Because you went on a that tangent. Would be a good one. I knew throwing the Chick-fil-A one out there that that would be the end that I like wouldn't remember because then it started thinking about Chick-fil-A. Oh, did you see my, did you see my sister's Instagram post about the Chick-fil-A and Baby Yoda? Steven, that I, I saved that just to show it to you. You know what's funny is that I shared that same thing like two years ago. I didn't see it, but man, that made me think of you so much. I know. Okay, for people that are listening and people that are when she posted I it, it, I texted her and I was like, 100% me. It's this little picture of Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian, Grogu from The Mandalorian. And the caption's like, when somebody mentions Chick-fil-A and Grogu's like... Peeking around. <laughs> I, no, what I, what I want to see is like a meme video where someone like whispers Chick-fil-A and it's like the Kool-Aid man of somebody like busting through the wall <laughs> like... What? <laughs> Across the Did neighborhood? That would be hilarious. Love Chick Fil A. I had a really hard time coming up with the underrated um, 
an underrated like topic. Uh, but after our conversations about social media and stuff, I would actually, I actually think the phone is underrated. Okay. I think phones are perfectly rated. And that's interesting that you say that. Maybe I should contextualize it more from saying, from the viewpoint of, I think that the potential that phones unlock is underrated in terms of what you can actually do with a phone. Well, I guess my opinion doesn't really matter on the fact because I literally own an iPhone just for playing games. <laughs> Which, but that's not unusual. That, and I guess that's where I'm. That's kind of the context I'm putting this in. It's like most people have a phone, and, and the it's phone literally is, just like one game. It's not even like a lot of games. Like most people like use their phone as like an email device, yeah. a Facebook device. But in terms of like what you can do with a phone, now you can like build a business with a phone. You can produce a podcast with a phone. You can make documentary films with a phone. Like you can, the things that a phone will like. Or even like photography. Like there's some pictures that like these novice photographers are pumping out and people are like, oh, what kind of camera is that on? They're like my iPhone 12. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a powerhouse in terms of the things you can manifest into the world if you have a cell phone. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's something that goes. You swayed me. That's sway you? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I think about that. I actually, that's one of the things that I think about a lot when I use technology. I think about it a lot. It's like, is this, de- am I using this device to produce things or am I using the, pro- the device to consume things? And like, I try to keep those things in some relative amount of balance. Because I do think there is like, like kind of like that that idea, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about the idea of like that one piece of content that could change your life. Yeah. And it is kind of like, that is crazy, but that is the truth. Like you see people like on TikTok or that on that some people caught it on Facebook, some people caught it on Instagram, some people caught it on TikTok or YouTube, but mm-hmm. like these platforms that are very mobile friendly and you can produce content from them straight from your mobile phone. And that can literally I mean like one of the main change case, your life. One of the main cases that I can think of right now is like the Chewbacca mom. Yeah, that's a great one, right? And she, she had a big moment too on she had a big moment on Ellen, didn't she? Yeah. Well her moment was on Facebook, but then the other big names kind of picked up on her video. Yes. Like the viralness. And of that it. was like before TikTok. Like that was she strictly just made a funny video on Facebook and it freaking blew up. And maybe you don't even have to go that viral because there is like, there's this idea, this this guy named Kevin Kelly wrote this. I know, this. but she's like successful book writer now. She has a podcast and like, it's just yeah, like you she's an inspirational talker now. And it's just like, it's amazing that that one Chewbacca video yeah. changed it her can like whole be, life. It can kick over that domino. Yeah. And maybe even on a like less like extreme case, but like even the fact that it gives you the power to sell something to a thousand people that mm-hmm. relate with you and want to connect with you and like what you do, it's it's amazing because like like our that wasn't an option for our grandparents or even our mm-hmm. parents. Like that was not a possibility. Like there was no like go to work and then in the evenings you can build your side hustle I mean, our on your phone. Can do it now. They can do it now, but that wasn't an option when they were like twenty or 14 or 15 like that just wasn't a thing and now that it is i feel like that's something 
that's hugely underrated. <coughs> There's just not many excuses if you have access to a mobile connection and a mobile device. It's just there's there's most anything you want to do, you can do. Agreed. I'm glad I pulled that kind of out of thin air because I didn't really have one for that topic. You know, you should be thanking me then. What What are you obsessed with? Ice. Sparkling ice drinks. They're so good. They're so good. Um, I was actually thinking. Tom Hanks movies. Yeah, you're obsessed with them, fuckers. That day he like brings me some sort of repeat. calm. But you don't watch all, a lot of. You just watch like these three specific ones. Yeah, but I. It makes me more like. The other day, I was like trying to search for like some of his other ones. I like. Have you seen the movie? The new. It's like a I want to watch one. the Mister Rob Mister Rogers movie that he. I haven't watched that. I want to watch. that. What about Sully? Do you like that movie? I like that movie. I like that movie too. I, I'm telling he's you right actor. now, any movie that he's in, <laughs> guaranteed, I probably like it. I agree with you. It's great. I'm obsessed with. That makes um, me think. I had a friend, and I just that every time he, he would be Twilight? like, "Okay, okay." Who did that? <laughs> My friend Gabe Sharp. Oh. In high school. I was getting ready to say, was whenever, that game? Whenever you would like start to talk shit on him and he would be like, okay. Okay. Like that, like the clap is like the emphasis of what's going to happen next. I am also obsessed with watching Twilight again. I'm obsessed with our kids. Are you ever going to get around to me? I'm. <laughs> oh, like me. I thought you were telling me. No. I thought you were going to say, are I, you ever going to say that you're obsessed, you're obsessed with me? obsessed with everything but your husband. Oh. Even another man named Was Tom that, Is it that what you were saying? Yes. That's what I, <laughs> I was getting ready to say it. But I was getting ready to be like, some days I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> no, that's like. Obsessed with you, asterisk. <laughs> well, I was going to say I was obsessed with you from the get-go. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I obsessed with? What am I obsessed with, I don't, when, like, I saw that topic and I was like, I don't know what I'm obsessed with. You just said. I know, but, like, I'm not actually obsessed with them. You're not? No, I just it. I enjoy it. It's like it's like you with the office. Like I just put it on because I can't find anything else to put on, and it's something I love and I enjoy. Uh, I'm not like obsessed with them. I'm pretty obsessed with documentary films. Yeah, you are. I'm I'm at a place right now where I can't find. Like I'm struggling a little bit because that's like one of my like I'm so that I would much rather watch. I just heard that a really cool documentary just came out on hbo max okay cool but i've run through so many in the last like three months i come that's like all you watch now i know i but then what's like so funny i'm like i'll tease them and stuff and then i catch like a glimpse of it and then i'm like what's happening yeah because it is interesting okay so here's my here's my thought on documentaries one is i'm a little bit obsessed with it because like i I'm sort of envious. Like, I wish I could make movies. I'm like, man, I wish I could tell stories like that. And then 
the second thing of that is part of me is like, I don't understand why we have fiction stories when real life stories are way more like crazy and engaging. Because then I wouldn't have anything that I actually True. Watch. And we wouldn't have Harry Potter. We wouldn't have, <gasps> I'm wouldn't obsessed have Game of Thrones. with Harry we wouldn't, Potter. We wouldn't have any of those really cool um, I love Harry Potter. fantasy lore. I so really like, do. Anytime I'm sick. Anytime it's raining outside. I wish we could go. Like, I wish you could go. I wish you could go back in time and like go to those places where like the like where all the great minds like like everyone talks about like how uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and uh, the guy who wrote um, Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis, like they used to go to the same place and have tea together. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> you could just like get in a machine and drop right in there and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" You've been really obsessed with talking about a time machine lately. Yes, I have. The the I, that is like a very interesting idea. The ability to and like video and pictures are basically the closest thing we have to that. But the ability to like literally, like I almost think like we could almost capture the sense of a time machine if you could pair. I'm that boring, huh? No. If if we, if we could pair if we if you could pair. Uh, VR technology with historical footage and historical video of even your own life. Like if you could get into like an Oculus, like one of those um, VR headsets and you could go back and go back into a video that you shot of your baby and you could literally go back and like feel what it was to hold them Mm -hmm. and hear them. And smell them. All all your senses, right, could experience the footage. People wouldn't want to come out. <laughs> well, and, and it's not so much like to me. I don't necessarily know if it's like I don't. It's not a desire to to escape, but it, it's a desire to like be able to remember, mm-hmm. right? Because it, there are times like you tr- you try to think back and things and a, like there, I can't yeah. quite make it tangible. There's a lot of moments in time that I am now starting to struggle. To remember, yeah, I just, like things that I I know the situation is important. I I remember that as a whole, but I can't picture it in my head. Anymore. I think that is a that's a real limitation of like human memory. It's like human memory doesn't work like that. We don't store these complete, distinct, archived yeah footages and senses cataloged of everything that happened to us. So having that ability to be able to like have a third brain where you've captured this video and you've captured all these pictures, but then you can turn it into this Kinda very like real- Kind of like in Harry Potter when he takes the memory out of his head and he has like the little bowl thing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like tra- it literally he, he puts literally you back in He literally has his memories in there that he can watch whenever he wants. I think that would be very awesome. That would be really awesome. Because there's a lot of moments in time that I think I'd- Like you said, not to- Escape. I don't want to escape. I just because I love to... where we're at now. I love the ages that our boys are in, but it would be nice to like go back and hold baby Cal and smell his little head, and or like hold baby Kyla. Yeah, or like I think it would, like how go cra- back and see my Mimi. How cra- or, you know, yeah, like, like how that. how crazy would it be if you could compare if you had archive video of your wedding and in. 50 years your kid at the age of 20 or whatever could go back and experience your wedding day 
right? It's like it's I don't know, it's kind of like a cool idea. Like I I I get. Well, I think Cal would even enjoy that now. I get the danger. Like I totally see like what people could say. Like the danger of people like they kind of like lose touch and they all they want to do is live in the past. Like yeah, that's not good. But. The same way, but we, like you said, with everything, there's good and the bad. There is, but like the same way we treat, like the same way we watch family videos and we look at old pictures and stuff. It's just a lay another layer of realism to it. That would be really cool. Yeah, I agree. All right, we should wrap up, but first let's wrap up with a fun one. Who's what your favorite you, TikTok creator? What are you creator? obsessed with? I said documentary films. Oh yeah, and you. I said you first, so I should get Whatever. credit for that. I don't. You don't have a favorite TikTok creator right now. I I like that do. couple. Um, their their handle I think is uh, Mike and Kate they're or funny. Kate and Mike. They're funny. but their username is like the username is their last name. I know name, who you're talking about. But it's at Mike and Kate or at Kate and Mike, and they're a couple, and they make some of the funniest. I and I feel like some of the most relatable kind of like relationship pieces of content. And they always make me laugh really hard. Do you have any? I have, but see, it's like I have a grouping of is, them. Is what you're asking for? Is you're asking for permission to share multiple? No, oh. because it would be too too many. Just pick one for the time that we have. I can't, Stephen. I follow two hundred and thirty three <laughs> people. Right. Well, if you guys enjoyed this episode, let us know. Send the good feedback to Kelsey at kfreeborn412 on Instagram. Send the negative feedback to me at steven.freeborn. Um, if you guys like TikTok, give us some recommendations on your favorite TikTokers. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Do you want to say bye? You didn't say bye last episode. You really bye. should say bye. It's rude not to say bye. Goodbye.